so I want to look up some son-in-law stuff because I want to talk about the people in this movie and I want to talk about the filmmakers. So Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. get a chance to write anything down i mean obviously i know that's our man probably sure and it's probably i looked i looked it up the guy the guy who directed it like directed some some stuff really yeah i mean uh he's not like uh i'll look it up i mean he uh he's no slouch i mean he's not a big name but he's done some you know some things so we'll note Hmm. i'll have to double check there we go. Actually, I think this is by this is easily like the best uh, Polly Shore movie that like he's the main star of. Um, yeah, it is Polly Shore's best movie, I think. And um, I mean, I, I mean, I'd say Encino Man isn't totally a Polly Shore movie. He's in it, but um, yeah, no, I mean, but that introduces us to his character, which is essentially Crawl. I mean, his character, in right. Man, is essentially the character in this movie. Um, right down to, isn't doesn't the Encino Man pop up in this movie? Yeah, he does. Yeah, uh, so there's like a party scene at the college, and it's almost like they recognize each other. And it's weird that you don't know if like it's like a situation where worlds are colliding, but it's it's almost like they register a memory of the other movie with each other, and it's kind of like at, it's kind of like breaking the fourth wall, maybe kind of, but it's like. But it's a good in-joke for people that are fans of both movies, right? Yeah, because he eats a, a fake frog or something in the in Son-in-Law. Is that like a college party? Yeah. Um, I forgot that, uh, I think I texted you this, but I forgot that this was essentially a Thanksgiving movie. Well, you know. Yeah, it is. You're banging uh, your mic around. Are you done? Are you settled? Hmm. I didn't think I touched my mic, but all right. Uh, maybe the cord. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you bang your mic or hit your table or something. I don't know what it is that you do, Dave. Oh, I think... Oh, I'm really sorry. Loud. I think I know what it was. I put my phone down on the table because I was looking up uh, the director's work. Oh, all right. I'll put it down on the couch so it doesn't make that noise. Yeah, this guy... I mean, this guy started off with doing the Buddy Holly story, which was like... If I remember right, um, Gary Busey was nominated for Best Actor for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Gary Busey's best movie probably, too. Yeah, um, he did Under the Rainbow, which is kind of like a forgotten Chevy Chase movie that takes place during The Wizard of Oz. And... Ah, forget it. <laughs> he does... He does oh, Camp uh, Body Love. Love in 87, which yeah. is a John Hughes production. Um, uh, Queen's Logic, which I've heard of, but I don't know much about it. Oh, no, wait. Camp Body Love, that's not John Hughes. I'm thinking of... Uh, that other movie he didn't direct, but is really good. The one with um, Eric Stoltz. What is that movie? Oh, Some Kind of Wonderful? Yeah. I got the titles mixed up for a second. Sorry, people. I'll drink um, some more coffee, and then I'll get more with it. Well, they're both movies based on songs from the 60s, or at least the titles. Oh, is that right? 
Yeah, can't be can't buy me love. Uh, some kind of wonderful is a song. Oh, nice. Um, um, I'd say after Son in Laws when he kind of had like a steady decline in quality. Oh well, isn't Eddie the movie with um, Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, where she owns uh, somehow becomes the manager of a basketball team or. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, anyway, getting back to Paul Shore and Encino <laughs> Man, we actually did an Encino Man episode. Um, you can go back and dig it up. It's it's in the vault, so to speak. Oh, dig archives. it up like the crawl or uh, link. Yeah, it's like a few seasons ago, and we're we're talking specifically about Encino Man. But um, I like Paulie Shore. Um, obviously, he's rather infamous. I mean, he was on MTV as a VJ. He was huge mm. in the '90s. He made a few other movies. I mean, if you don't like Son in Law, you probably like In the Army now. Um. He was in Jury Duty with... Uh, Biodome. Uh, yeah, Biodome. Yeah, Biodome has a lot of fanatics out there. Um, there's a documentary called Pauly Shore Stands Alone, which is about him going back out on a stand-up tour. And that's basically... That's his primary gig right now, is he's back doing stand-up. And, uh, um, you know, Mitzi, his mother, and his... And I forget his dad's name, but they, like, owned and operated the two comedy stores. There's still one on the Sunset Strip. I don't know how long it's going to be there. But right. Paulie's family kind of runs it. He's one of the managers, so to speak. But he's kind of out of that family business. And he, like I said, he's just touring stand-up. But uh, he has a podcast. That And besides stand-up, I would say that's his primary thing that he's doing. I see a lot of comments uh, on YouTube about his podcast. Like on his Pauly Shore channel. Like he put a lot of his movies that he owns. Like Pauly Shore is Dead and Pauly Shore Stands Alone. Like couple of other things they're on his actual youtube channel i recommend that people go take a look at it he's an interesting guy because it's weird like your money can run out but your fame will stay but then also it seems like some of your fame can actually run down a little bit and i noticed the criticism in the comments was you know that he's clinging on to like the, the 90s and that he spends most of his time talking about how famous he was and he can't get back to that point or whatever but i mm. saw him on a really great interview on the joe rogan podcast not that I want people to stop listening to us and like go over there and listen to that show, but they should hear this interview because Polly Shore gets pretty raw and real about his life, and um, I'm hoping to interview him one day. Who knows? Like uh, We're about to talk about Son-in-Law, which again, we've already stated is one of our favorite movies of his. It'd be good to hear his perspective over that movie in hindsight and then talk about where he is today, but he got pretty raw on that other show, and it's worth giving it a listen, but... Yeah, he does talk about where he came from because I, I can't imagine what that's like to be at the top of the mountain and then to be like rolling back down and stay at the bottom, but then people still mm. know who you are. It's almost it's like that. It's, it's like, it, you know, okay, well, let's talk about skiing. Let's say he's like a championship skier or whatever, right? And he was in all these like uh, races, you know, or whatever, whatever they call those. What do they call them? I don't know. Matches, meetups. I don't know what they Meets, call them. Yeah. Meets, yeah, so he's, let's say he did all these ski meets, and now he's just the guy that sits in the lounge drinking hot cocoa and talking about the glory days, do you know what I mean? Right. Like it's a way to equate, like, what he's experiencing or whatever, but Son-in-Law's a great movie, and if we're gonna line up movies that make you feel good about your own life, or make you feel better if you're having a really bad day, or, like, the time of the year, like, you mentioned at the top of this that, you know, Son-in-Law's a Thanksgiving movie, and we're headed into Thanksgiving season... And whatever, we know the baggage is loaded with Thanksgiving, but again, traditionally, as far as I can tell, 
It's a time when people just sit down and eat with other people, and they out they bring in strays, and if if those people are hungry, they feed them. So, what movies line up with that? Son-in-law is one of them. And and what's funny is like almost every character in the movie gets an arc. Even, uh-huh. even the supporting characters, which is unusual for a movie, especially a movie that's like 90 minutes and it's a comedy. This movie could easily be a throwaway comedy, but they give every character something to do, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, this is, a, I mean, it's a fun movie. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's a very, in terms of the story structure, A to B to C, it's very uh, kind of typical, but uh, Polly Shore is kind of what, uh, um, I don't know breaks us out of just being like every other uh, guy comes in and saves the family kind of movie. Because, um, I mean, this is that type of movie. This is like a subgenre, like, um, what to an extent, like, what about Bob is kind of like this, where, it's, you know, somebody comes in and ruffles up the family and pulls them all together. Um, I don't know if you agree with that or not. Uh, well, what I see it is, is like, Polly Shore's character, Crawl, is a catalyst. Catalysts are rare characters in movies. They're essentially main characters that are fully formed at the start of the movie. And they, mm-hmm. they don't go through a change at all. But they change everybody else around them. And he affects all the family members. Right. right. So, also, if you're talking about classical mythology, like the Joseph Campbell book and everything like that, and mm-hmm. Chris Vogler and all that, and like the hero's journey, essentially, Polly Shore's character in this movie would be called the trickster. He would, I think, he would fall in line with that archetype, but again, yeah. he's a catalyst hero. He doesn't change, but he invokes change in all the characters around him, which is that's actually a hard balance. Um, I don't know much about the screenwriter or where the story the story came from. I wish mm. I did. Um, sometimes we have time to do research, and sometimes we're kind of flying on the seat of our pants. Right. Technically, we should be releasing this episode already. It's like midnight here on Tuesday <laughs> morning, but um, we're getting a little bit late to this one. But that's all right. Um, let me run the rest of the cast. Carla Gugino, Lane Smith, Cindy Pickett, Mason Adams, Patrick Renna. And Patrick Renna has a connection to Dave. Because what's that other movie you like, Dave? Um, the Sandlot? <laughs> yeah, I guess I threw him a curveball there. Yeah, Patrick Renna's in The Sandlot. He's a big mouth kid on that show. That's same uh, same like year at that. Actor. Yeah, Patrick Renna was like a child actor. I think he has a podcast too now, actually. But you also have Dennis Berkeley who's playing like the farmhand and Dennis Berkeley has like a, he's like a character actor. He shows up in a lot of things, but he also plays a, uh, they don't call him polar bear. Do they? Is that what they call him? What do they call him? Oh, they think you just call him bear. He's in, um, geez, that movie with the throats ripping out in the, 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 the Oh, uh, roadhouse. Yeah. Roadhouse. He's playing like the thug in roadhouse. Who's kind of like the friendly thug who ends up just kind of being like a goofy sidekick or whatever. But, uh, you know, um, and then Dan Guthrie or whatever is playing the, the I, I don't know, adversary in this movie. The guy competing for the main girl's affection, but... Yeah. I guess uh, there's anybody uninitiated to what this movie's about. Essentially, you know, small town girl goes to college, um, is feeling kind of overwhelmed and starts to have a breakdown, and then she gets a... Um, helped out by Polly Shore's character tries to teach her how to live in the city and how to embrace things that are different and then she takes him back when he's feeling lonely on Thanksgiving and has nowhere to go to what her life and experience has been on the farm and then like I said because he's a catalyst he 
kind of, uh, like, he helps the dad interact with the son. He reminds the mom that she can actually be a fully formed woman and still be sexy, even though she's a mother and a wife. And the, the grandpa just kind of chills out. I don't know, he just, he grows on the grandpa. The grandpa has the smallest arc. He's just kind of thrown in to show the dynamic between the son, the father, and the grand, the grandpa, right? Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, the supporting female who betrays the main girl and is caught up in this like uh, scandalous conspiracy to <laughs> get Polly Shore's character out of the picture so the bad guy can kind of propose to the main girl or whatever, um, <clears throat> has like an arc where she's kind of redeemed at the end. Which, again, also unusual to find in a little 90-minute comedy. You don't really you don't really go out of your way to, like, redeem one of the bad characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, that also makes it unique. And you know what? Like, re-watching it for this podcast, I enjoyed it, man. It, it's really fun. It goes down smooth. Um, I probably haven't watched this in probably over 20 years, I'd yeah. say. Um, and this is a kind of, I don't know about you, but this is like one of my favorite types of movies to revisit, which is something I watched ad nauseum as a kid, haven't touched for years mm. and, you know, watch it again and watch it with new eyes. Cause now like, it's kind of a nice time capsule of like 1993 culture, um, you know, which the last time I watched it, it was, you know, during that time period. So it, it just seemed like a movie movie. And now it's like, it's a nice time capsule, um, I don't know how you feel about that, but, uh, you know, it's kind of nice to revisit some of the styles and fashions and shit of the era. I didn't realize they spent so much time in L.A. Like, uh, I remember getting to the family farm pretty much right away, and I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, I wonder if that's because when I first saw the movie, that's the scene I joined in on, where Pauly Shore was in the back of the truck, and they're, like, mm-hmm. they're on their way to the the Midwest, and I didn't realize, like, when he was teaching her how to live in L.A., like, they go to a muddler wrestling event. Which reminds right. me a little bit of like the movie Stripes. A Stripes, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they're at the beach talking about their ideal partners, and I like, you know, it's funny. Like, and the only character notes about Pauly Shore is like his character. It sometimes seems like extremely extroverted, but then also he's also like, like lonely, and and maybe depressed. I don't know. Like, there's not too many indicators of his character because, like I said, he's a catalyst. So his job essentially well, in the story is to change everybody around him rather than than really have anywhere. He doesn't really have room to grow. Well, there's a, I mean, he, um, his character has kind of already been through his arc, if you think about it, um, right. before the movie even starts. Because right. he, he has a brief mention of like, you kind of get a picture of his childhood because he says his mother was like a Vegas, if I gather she was a Vegas showgirl. So he like hung out around there a lot, but didn't have any friends he could relate to. So he became a computer geek. Um and then, he, of course, he says in college he had, like, started drinking and hanging out with bros and brews and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, like, he's already kind of, like, um, he's had his arc before the movie starts. Like, kind of, like, going along the lines of what you're saying. He's had his arc. Now he's changing everybody else or right. helping them through their arcs. It's pretty interesting. And, uh, of course, they make the some type, some kind of stereotypical college jokes, like co-ed dorms. You know, they make jokes that he's a resident advisor, but he's going to, like, you know, hook up with a daughter, which obviously freaks the dad out. And right. And there's the horny little brother. And, like, so there's a couple of things that it would be, like, just stereotypes in a throwaway 90s movie or whatever. And I see Yeah, that there's an obligatory lesbian bit. Oh, yeah, the uh, let's freak out the, the norms from the Midwest that can't handle, like, alternative relationships in, in a Los Angeles college. Yeah, right. They, they hit all the, the, they hit all the notes, right? 
Right. Um, she gets a tattoo. She cho- like it's funny. Like in the movie, her style is supposed to be so wild, but it's really not. I mean, I don't know if that's just because standards have changed or what. But I'm like watching it today. I'm like, so she dyed her hair and she got a tattoo. Like it's not crazy. <laughs> right. Well, what's funny is like maybe he's a marked survivor because I was just thinking like Polly Shore gets to the farm and like adapts to farm life. And then improve some of the farming techniques where nobody expects them to adapt. Right. You know what I mean? They expect them to give up or not be that thorough. And then he kind of exemplifies what they'd be looking for in, in a farmer anyway. Or in right. a son-in-law, really. So it's kind of funny. Like, that's actually the title. And then he actually meets up, lives up to the ideals, you know, that a, that a, a family would look for in a son-in-law. You know? It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. A lot of people probably don't like the weasel. And they're, and they're they're listening to us going, why do they think so fucking highly of this movie? With well, it's, I mean, it's just, it's a product of its time. I mean, it's like, yeah. um, you know, Polly Shore, uh, uh, you know, Jim Carrey, like, these were the comedians for the time. I mean, they don't always age gracefully, but um, this, I, I would say that this is the, if, <laughs> you know, if you're going to go, you know, um, stack Polly Shore's catalog, and rank him. I mean, I would say that this is probably his best leading role. Um, yeah. I'd say then after this, maybe in the army now, but that's because I've seen that one a ton for some reason. Oh, dang. Um, um, I just want to mention like some of the supporting cast. I'm pretty sure the grandpa is a well-known actor, but like one who always stands up for me is um, the dad played by Lane Smith. And like he played the, uh, like opposing attorney in my cousin Vinny. That's right. That's right. That's the who mayor that guy of the was. original Red Dawn. Um, he's also the opposing coach. So he he's like a very interesting actor, and he's a good actor. But he's he he's like one of those actors, probably a nice guy in real life, but plays an antagonist on the screen. You know, right? Because um, he's the villain in the first Mighty Ducks, I think, or he's like the opposing coach. You know, the famous team or whatever that um, is like the rich kids team or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. I would I would also make note of um it took me forever. I kept watching this and like where have I seen her from? Where have I seen her from? And then it finally hit me that the mom in this is the mom in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, is that right? Is that where she's Yeah. Uh, you know, here's here's the funny thing. I gotta be honest, maybe it's just because uh I'm uh as I get older, but I'm like, oh, it's like the mom actually didn't look too bad <laughs> you know. The mom uh when he especially when he dolled her up. Well, I think but that yeah. was the point. Like she was like a milf, a milf in hiding or whatever. Like yeah, a diamond in the rough, so to speak, something like that. Right. I was like, oh damn, she's you know not bad looking. Um, What's funny is like this is the most I've liked. Uh, what is her name? Carly. Uh, I always pronounce her last name wrong. Carly Gugino. Yeah, like this is the most I've ever liked her in a movie. Really? really? I think she's a great actress. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean. Well. I mean. I think she's. I think she's become a better actress as she gets older. I mean, I don't know. Did you see her in Gerald's Game, that net, that Netflix movie? Oh, no. The adaptation of the Stephen oh, King story. Oh, shit. You haven't watched that? No. Oh, you got to get on that. That is like a legit, legit good movie. Um, wow. If you open her IMDb page, that's like the first thing you see is the trailer to that Netflix uh, movie you're talking about. Yeah, no. She's, um, like I said, she's become, I think she gets better as she gets older and um, she's well, a really great actress. Yeah, I liked her as the ex-wife in American Gangster, and uh, she's in Watchmen as one of the older heroes. This is like Silk Spectre or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
She's also one of those actresses that she seems to like elevate. You know, if she's in a bad movie, she at least elevates the scene she's in. Uh, um, she also played. She played the mom in the Haunting on Hill House. Uh, yeah, no, that was a great movie. Yeah, no, the show. Her show. The show. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Show. <laughs> um, I want to see the show she's in called Jet. I think she's like a private eye or something, but I haven't got around to it, so I don't really know. Um, hmm. what else is she? I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff too, so I don't know. She's got like a career that's been going on for twenty years, maybe, maybe longer. Oh, way longer because she was in um. She goes all the way back to, I think, her first big role was in Troop Beverly Hills. She was one of the um, uh, one of the Girl Scouts. Wow. For those who remember Troop Beverly Hills. Dang. Yeah, if you want that to could be a feel good. Stuff. That could be a feel good movie for me. I actually watched that a year or two ago, and like, damn, that movie holds up. Oh really? I just found her early stuff. Actually, she goes all the way back to like an appearance on Alf of all right. things, and like, who's the boss? But um, what do you think she's the most known for? Um, I'd say, ah, oh, God, that's a hard thing because she's like one of those actresses that pops up in so many things. Um, oh, yeah. She's not the star. Um, I would say, right, uh, maybe Gerald's Game at the moment because she is the star of that, and it's mm. pretty fucking gnarly, um, some of the makeup. Um, uh, you know, she, she's just one of those actresses that pops up in so many things. Um, All right. Fair enough. I think she's like... Um, can't think, but um, like somebody like a, a character actress like uh, Judy Greer, if you if you know who that is, like she's been in so many things. So I don't know what you know her from, or oh, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, I like her. She's great. Anytime. Oh, I you know she was in Sin City. Uh, yeah. But anyways. Uh, uh, any other cast members? That, well, I don't know if there's anybody else we need to talk about. Oh, Timbery. Well, I mentioned her character, but I don't know if I said her by name. It's Timbery. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah. Yeah, from Saved by the Bell. And who hasn't done anything in a really long time, but she's in this movie anyway, and she's like the, uh, yeah, like I said, the promiscuous friend who gets caught up in, like, the scandal and then redeems herself at the end. Um, right. Why do I think people will feel good watching this movie? It kind of paints America as a stereotype, but that's all right with me. Like, um, if I think about America, I want to think about, like, a family's journey and, like, a family's togetherness functioning there's obviously dysfunction and in the movie talks about some of the dysfunction like you know the grandfather the dad and the, and the son have hobbies they can't connect over the hobbies and they have uh there's a lot of pressure put on each other to be successful or whatever and then like you know uh Polly Shore's character helps the dad communicate with the son and find some common ground so right and I'll, and there's a mom and daughter daughter issue like the daughter's growing up she wants to flex her independence, and uh, there's like a scene in the kitchen with some basic action business, you know, actor's business. Like, I don't think they told, you know, Carla to, like, she spilled her juice and then was, like, wiping it up, and I think she grabbed, like, a prop in the background to do that. I don't think it was, like, planned. I think the right. cake they used was part of a master, and, and they, and, like, they just, like, oh, wow. Yeah, here's a little organic moment between the two actors having this argument as a mom and a daughter. And uh, that's fascinating. So there's some legit scenes in this to watch. If you're into acting, there's a couple things to catch. If you're a Polly Shore fan, this has to be on your list. If you want to see like a wholesome family movie for the season, Son-in-Law's It. Um, and it makes you feel good, which is just a natural reaction. I think it's a gut reaction. It's like you have to prove that it makes you feel good. 
I was kind of harsh on David last week, and I wanted him to prove that his movie that he picked would make me feel good, instead of just leaving it alone. So if he wants to push back on me on this one, that's fair enough. But I, I rank it. I I, I, I can't good. really though because like it's it's a fu- I felt good watching it. It's a fun movie. I mean it's a uh, it's not for everybody. I think. I think if you weren't a certain age when this came out, um, or if you missed the train, I don't know if it's going to hit you. Uh, Probably but... the best age to see it as if you're if you're entering puberty and you have to go right. you have to go stick out an afternoon at a family Thanksgiving event, you know, watch Son in Law. But I guess, but none of our audience is twelve, so so. I, I mean, well, we don't know. know. I don't know. I think it's fun. I mean, it's um, it's. It, it breezed by. I mean, I watched it in chunks because, again, um, I just finished up with the play. But um, you know, I watched this on my phone in chunks. But like, even then, like, it's just it's just a fun movie. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I I get I get why this could be a feel good movie. I mean, this is um, yeah. He 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 makes the family better. So <laughs> you know, three reasons to watch it. It makes you feel good. It makes it's the funny. family better. You can revisit part of your adolescence. And also, Although I, it's great for adults, and there you go. You know, I do want to make a, a certain note uh, or mention of my favorite scene in the whole movie uh, was um, Polly Shore's reaction when he gets punched by her ex-boyfriend. Uh, like, it's a Polly Shore had this weird thing where, like, he was, like, I don't know, like, intentionally like weak i don't know i don't know how to explain that i i think it was just because his his frame um i think they just kind of played with his frame i mean he's kind of a um very small guy i mean he's very skinny very thin so i like i think they just kind of played up that persona of him being kind of weak and also kind of made for jokes of like oh well he can't possibly know how to uh take care of tender pigs because he's too weak it's like a comedy thing that it's like just so the main character defeated you know what i mean right like intentionally in a zany way and of course it's 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 more of a triumph when he actually succeeds because like oh well that little city boy you know um but yeah i don't know just something about his reaction to getting hit in the face like i don't know it it just killed me (laughs) he kind of has a crying whimper that just kind of killed me that he played up yeah my favorite scene is probably the hoedown yeah that's pretty fun um the, uh, I mean, although, you know, it's funny is like when I was younger, uh, I was like, oh, he's just, it's just mischief. But now as I get older, like a lot of it's mischief, but then there's stuff like he takes that to what they even mentioned, $250,000 piece of equipment and just fucks around. I'm like, yeah, you're just being careless now, <laughs> you know, and, you know, if I'm taking it too seriously. Um, all right. So everybody go and watch son-in-law, which you can download pretty much anywhere technically i watched it on hbo yeah i was gonna say if you have hbo right now as we're recording this it's free for right now if you have a subscription to hbo and if not you can rent it everywhere else pretty much yeah i'd say are we doing a movie pairing with or a food pairing with this one no i thought that was a given oh turkey swanson's turkey meal (laughs) 